Agencies and contractors alike remain in the dark after nearly a year as to why the Department of Health and Human Services shut down its assisted acquisition services. This decision has put agency missions and companies at risk and wasted hundreds of thousands of dollars. And that's according to exclusive interviews and research by Federal News Network. In his weekly feature, The Reporter's Notebook, executive editor Jason Miller writes about the latest chapter of this saga and why some say actions like this make the government wasteful, insular, and uncaring. Wow. Jason joins me now with more. Jason, you have been reporting about this for nearly a year now. What's the latest? This is our fifth story in an ongoing look at the decision by the Health and Human Services to shut down its program support center's assisted acquisition service. Now, this, Tom, was a very successful assisted acquisition service. This was one that was over a billion dollars was going through. And what HHS has done starting last spring and now obviously into this winter is continue to be lack transparency. They continue to – it's unclear why they're shutting it down. There's four executives remain on leave almost for a year. And and by some estimates, it's costing the government more than $600,000 for that year in salaries and benefits and the like. And there's contractors who are still not getting paid. Here we are six, seven months after contracts were ended. It's all one. And the work was done. And the work – even if the work wasn't done, there's still – some a lot of contracts are just hanging out there going, okay, what about me? And then the agencies are being left to hang dry as well because they're saying, well, we made these contracts award a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Now we have to do them again. Or we had contracts on the path toward a war and now those are shut down too. And HHS, for all our attempts to talk to them, to get them to go on the record, to help explain what's going on, they have just been – they've lacked transparency. They've been uncommunicative. And overall, this is, I think, a perfect example of why the, the government – and I'm using quotes here – just gets a bad name sometimes, and, and it's unfortunate. And the vendor's not getting paid if they are owed money. That's pretty serious because there is a statutory requirement there that they get paid in a timely manner. What's going on there? What would you find out? In some cases, HHS has paid prompt payment penalties of up to $84,000. Now, not everybody, but if you think about it, if you're months late and a lot of these invoices are at least three to four to five months late, that's 2.6% a month. You compound it. And if you have contracts that are worth three, four, five, six million dollars that are owed to the vendor, that's a lot of money that's just going out the door because, again, HHS made some really poor decisions. And one of the things we found out was why they made these poor decisions and why there is a backlog in these invoices. Now, Tom, let me try to break this down for you. You know, Over the years, HHS had one and a half FTEs, full-time equivalents. People in government know that term from the government side. And the same one and a half FTEs, full-time equivalents, on the contractor side. So roughly three people processing invoices. They could do roughly 20 to 30 invoices a day. They could get it out the door. They always had some sort of backlog, but not this deep of a backlog. HHS decided for some reason that this processing of invoices was inherently governmental and got rid of basically everyone who's doing this invoice processing, or at least two of those three jobs that were doing invoice processing, brought in eight contracting specialists. And those contracting specialists were poorly trained. They were it took them a while to get trained because it's not the same job to process invoices as it is to be a contract specialist. <laughs> that created the backlog. And then when they were poorly trained, they had to bring in a new training company and then therefore created more of a backlog and more of a delay. And now I'm what I hear from vendors is, They've, they've, we've got no information. There's a communication blackout. We have invoices that are months overdue. It's hurting small firms that they have to look at potential layoffs 
and potentially hard to recover from it. And this even affects big companies too, because again, these are contracts that they had booked, they'd expected to continue to go, and and poor decision making by HHS is leading to harm again to agency mission as well and to contractors. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Jason Miller. This literally sounds like Laurel and Hardy almost doing this. And so people are telling you in your story that this is all self-inflicted by HHS. How is that possible? And what about the contracts that the agencies went to them to get done? I think that's part of the issue that nobody knows about. HHS continues to say, and and I have heard from their spokesperson, I, I sent them more than a dozen questions and got a very simple comment back from HHS. And and their response was, we're currently conducting a review of our financial systems and processes to improve PSC's operations and strengthen transparency. This is part of a larger process improvement effort. At the same time, PSC is working with customer agencies independently to support the individual missions and make payments as soon as possible after ensuring the goods and services have been delivered and meet customer requirements. Perfectly fine, except for I had very specific questions that they decided not to answer. They're prerogative, yes, absolutely. But what is happening here, Tom, is... HHS, according to my sources, has made decisions based on faulty rationale. The first, and we reported this back in July, there was a quote-unquote missing $40 million from its acquisition fund. That got straightened out. Then HHS said, well, well, we mishandled classified information using the form DD-254. Now, for people who aren't familiar with that, it's basically a form that, that agencies have to fill out and vendors have to fill out that say, I have the proper processes in place to handle classified information. We've reported before, again, that an audit determined that HHS doesn't handle classified information in, in the sense of why you need a DD-254. Right. So now they're using the, the, the potential, again, in quotes, criminal investigation of contracting officers at Space and Naval Warfare Systems Command in San Diego. So, again, one faulty, one piece after another, that this logic is, does not make sense, and then they, they have rationales that keep falling apart. But they have four executives on paid administrative leave for almost a year and now they're, again, putting these contracts at risk and hurting the agency mission, and they don't have a good rationale. And I think that's why these wounds are so self-inflicted. They could shut down the assisted acquisition services whenever they want, but they just are not doing it smartly. And that's what's the rub here for a lot of vendors and agencies. Any reaction from, say, the Office of Management and Budget, the administration, or Congress? Have they been following this? They have not, and I think that's very frustrating to to both uh, the vendors and agencies alike. No sheriff. No sheriff. No no accountability. They, there's, a, there's a feeling in the vendor community. And I've reached out to, for instance, Mark Meadows, the, the ranking member of the Oversight and, Government and the Reform Committee. I've reached out to others, and no one's responded. No one had any opinion. I've even reached out and talked to my friends at OMB, and again, the response is, well, we really can't tell them what to do. And it's kind of like, well, actually, you can – but you choose not to. And again, this is this is my own personal conversations. I did not reach out for a, an official request, but I, I know from from talking to different people that they're just I don't know about lack of interest, but they feel like they don't have the authority to to tell HHS how to work or not to work. And I, I think that's also very frustrating to vendors. And have some of the customer agencies moved on to find another place to get their acquisition done or done it themselves. You, you think they should have by now or they're in the process it of it. Was that important? <laughs> but, but we know acquisitions take a year or more. It's not as simple as, oh, well, I'll just, you know, instead of going to Walmart, I'll go to Target. I mean, it's it's a lot more challenging. they got to start over, basically. Basically, and, and and especially if you've spent a year or two getting the acquisition in place. And, and the, this is the other piece. I think if HHS would just come out and say, this is the challenge we're having, this is why we've made the decision – 
Here's what we've learned so far. Just offer some insights so so agencies and vendors can understand what's happening. Instead, it's 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 been very closed door, very you know lack of communication. And I think Tom, it's just a sad statement because people always give the government a bad reputation, and this is part of the reason why when when agencies make these decisions without that transparency. And, and I think that's all the vendors and agencies are asking for is just tell us what's going on. Yeah, this the sad thing here is that it's one federal agency's treatment of another agency. And and contractors who, who are contractors. trying to do the work that they've been asked to do, they've been paid to do. And and there's no way for an agency, and, and I know EPA, DOD was a big user of the Program Support Center at HHS. What do they have to do? They can't sue them. They can't go back and say to HHS, you wronged us, I'm going to take you to court. So they actually are left just holding the bag, if you will. Federal News Network's Jason Miller, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. His notebook is now online. Check it out at federalnewsnetwork.com. Love Target? Well, you're about to love it even more. With Target's red card, debit card, you'll save 5% every Target trip, on top of everyday low prices, in-store and online. Debit red card links from your existing bank account. Visit Target.com slash red card to get all the details. Restrictions apply. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.